It is great to be with you this morning, and I hope you appreciate the rapid wardrobe change between the, the song and uh, and this here now. But uh, it really is good to be with you live today. And unless, of course, you've uh, missed the clocks going forward, in which case, if you're logging on in an hour's time and, uh, and are following this on catch-up, then hello, future people. I hope you're enjoying uh, the future, and I hope it's as good there as it, it is here. Um, we're in the middle of a series at the moment, um, or towards the end of a series at the moment, actually, about being far-reaching and about how we can impact other people, how we can reach, extend the, the reach of our message and how we can influence those around us and, and help them and support them and impact them. And this morning, I get to talk to you about being far-reaching with your testimony. Um, and testimony is one of these weird words that we use in churches quite a lot. And it's usually reserved for a particular story or the story about when you became a Christian or about a particular moment in somebody's life that had a real significant impact when God did something specific and significant in their life. And it's about when we share that story. And there are some amazing stories out there, and there will be some amazing stories in, in many of your lives who are watching this right now. There will be moments that you can reflect on and look back on and think about of when God has done something really significant in your life and miraculous. There will be stories of supernatural interactions. There will be stories of healing. There will be stories where, where God has come into your life and done something transformational. And I know that there are stories like that for many of you who are watching but there are also the interactions that we have with God in the everyday and in the times when, which are potentially less glamorous. And, and the word testimony is not a word that is reserved for the spectacular. It is a word that is there essentially about you telling your story or literally giving testimony, relaying the account of what God has done in your life. And for many of us, that can be on a day-to-day -day basis quite normal and have these normal kind of interactions with God. You know, no angels, no visions, no claps of thunder, no dreams, no lightning strikes. It's just actually something that's happened in my day-to-day -day where that still small voice of God has come in and spoken to me in my situation right in that moment and helped me with whatever was happening um, in the day-to-day. -day. And we recognize the Holy Spirit working in our day-to-day -day interactions with the people that we engage with and the circumstances and events that we find ourselves in. And it struck me that if we want to be far-reaching and we want to impact as many people as possible, these are the testimonies that we need to mobilize. These are the testimonies that we need to use, that every day, the what it's actually like to live a life with Jesus, what it's actually like to live a life with the Holy Spirit speaking to you on a daily basis, what it's actually like to engage with God on the things that are relatively insignificant to most other people, but we know make a huge difference to our daily lives. So let me give you an example. Right? This morning, obviously, the clocks went forward. And if you missed it, I apologize. You'll be joining us a little bit later on. Um, but my perspective on the clocks going forward has changed quite significantly um, over the years, and particularly since I've become a parent. One of the things that, uh, that I've done when... when the clocks go back before I had children, and I've got quite small children, kind of three, Nathaniel's had a birthday very recently, happy birthday Nathaniel, but three, five, eight, and twelve they are now. Our three and five-year-old have a regular routine in the morning where they come and they join us at around about half past five every morning without fail. Now, 
Before I had kids, when the clocks went back, it was brilliant. You get an extra hour's sleep. And when the clocks go forward, you lose an hour's sleep. And we'd like to think that that meant for most of us that we went to bed early last night to compensate. Reality is most of us probably didn't, but that's life. However, since having children, and particularly having small children, my perspective on this has changed drastically because my children this morning will get up at the same time that they got up yesterday regardless of what it says on the clock. The clock is irrelevant to them because they're not quite at the age where they can tell the time, to be fair, but also they wake up when they wake up. So half five in the morning this morning was half six, which is brilliant. Still didn't mean that I actually got an extra hour in bed or an extra hour's sleep or anything, but going clocks going forward is a good thing. Clocks going back, not so much because the kids will be awake at half four which means I actually get an hour's less sleep. So when the clocks go back, next time the clocks change, if you don't have small children, please spare a thought for those of us who do, um, because we will actually lose that hour's sleep. We don't gain that hour's sleep in that situation. But the reason I'm telling you this is because sometimes, and some mornings, my testimony of God working in my life is him answering the prayer that I mumble to him at half five in the morning of God, please give me grace with my daughter when she presses the button on her singing Elsa doll at half five in the morning and it blares a frozen song straight into my ears. And God answers that prayer most of the time. And actually, I'm not that articulate first thing in the morning. So it's the, it's the unintelligible groans and noises that I make that the Holy Spirit interprets that I'm sure um, will make the difference. Um, but that's, that's the kind of prayer that we pray on a regular basis. That's the kind of event and the kind of interaction that we have on a regular basis. I had a, uh, an experience this week. Uh, I had quite a particularly poor and challenging day at work on Wednesday. And ended up in my office praying, just me on my own in my office praying to God, do you know what God, can you just give me some wisdom and could you give some grace and have some favour on the outcome of these meetings and have your hand over the conversations that are are happening. And we had a favourable outcome for the day. And for most of the people in my workplace, that is sheer coincidence. For me, I'm the only one that knows, and now you do, but I'm the only one that knows that I had that prayer, that I had that interaction with God, that I I asked for God's intervention, and I believe that he came through, and that is why we had the outcome that we did. For some, it's coincidence. For me, it's a testimony of the goodness of God and of the faithfulness of God. And these are the testimonies that I think we really need to make the most of and to mobilize. You know, when God does something in your life that is not spectacular, is not particularly glamorous, is not Instagram worthy, but is something that is a true representation of what it is to live your life with God speaking into your situation. And, you know, when I'm going to use terms at various points potentially during this preach of mundane and dull and run-of-the-mill. There is no such thing as a run-of-the-mill interaction with the Holy Spirit. You know, whatever God does in your life, it is miraculous and he should get the glory for it. Psalm 107, verses 1 to 3, says this. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. And that's what I've titled this morning. 
It's about being far-reaching, but it's tell your story. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's what we need to do on a day-to-day basis. And it starts with gratitude. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And that's what a testimony is. It is gratitude to God for what he has done. It is recognition of the goodness of God. And it is recognizing and living in his love that endures forever. And Psalm 107 gives us some examples of people telling their story with various different situations and circumstances, but all of them have a common denominator. And that common denominator is gratitude to God, the goodness of God, and his love that endures forever. We skip down verses four to nine. says, um, having said, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Some wandered in desert lands or wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, the wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Those people who were wandering in desert wastelands, finding no way, you know, life can feel like a desert. It can feel dry. It can feel that there is no way, that there is no direction. God's goodness is there. His enduring love is there for you, whether it's a glamorous story or not. God's goodness is there for you. Further down, verse 10, some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in in iron chains. Different group of people, different problem, different experience. But the common denominator is that they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress and they experienced the goodness of God. Verse 17, we're skipping through, but in between, do go and have a look because it is the goodness of God and uh, his love that endures forever that is there for them. Verse 17, some became fools. I don't know how many of you have felt like that at various points in your life. I know that I have. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. In other words, they had the experience of why on earth did I make that choice and have that decision and do that? And I'm suffering the consequences for it. But they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress and the goodness of God was demonstrated and his love that endures forever was there with them. Some went out, verse 23, some went out on the, sh- on the sea in ships. They were merchants in the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep for he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. I don't know about you, if I was in the middle of a storm or a tempest, I don't know if I would describe it as God's wonderful deeds of the deep. Um, but certainly it would be awe-inspiring potentially. Um, but life can feel like it can feel like a storm that you're going out in your normal day-to-day your whatever your trade is they went out to the sea in ships because they were merchants they're just going about their daily business but they found themselves in the middle of a storm and they cried out to the lord in their distress and he saved them because of the goodness of god and the wonders of his love that endures forever all sorts of different people with different situations and circumstances but one common denominator gratitude to god the goodness of god demonstrated in their lives and a reliance on his love that endures forever that 
is the story and the testimony that we need to tell. Those day-to-day interactions when life is tough, but God is there, glamorous or not, those are the stories that we need to tell. Don't overanalyze your story. Tell your story. Share your story. You know, sometimes this is about telling your story to yourself. You know, when you've experienced God doing something, remind yourself of that. Remind yourself of the goodness of God. Remind yourself of the faithfulness of God because he is good and faithful all of the time, whether he feels close or distant. And the Bible says that there are times when God will feel distant, but the goodness of God is there for you as a constant all the way through every experience of your life. Sometimes we need to tell our story to ourselves, remind ourselves of what God has done because it builds the faith in us for the future and what God is going to do. You know, you can testify to yourself. And when you're doing that, you're reminding yourself of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the love of God. Romans 8, 14, 16, uh, 14 to 16 says this, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive doesn't make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit who re- you received brought, brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. When you testify to yourself, when you remind yourself of the goodness of God, when you remind yourself of what he's done, what you're doing is you're reminding yourself that you are a child of God. You're a son, you're a daughter, you are in that place of relationship with him. And he will respond to you as a father, as a good father, as the best father would. He will give you what you desire. He will give you what you need. He will provide for you. He will give you today your daily bread because he is faithful and he is there for you. You know, tell your story and tell it to yourself. But also, share that story with others. You know, share your experience. Share your life. You know, the run of the mill, the everyday story. Because, and this is the reality for us, you are telling your story. Whether you realize it or not. Every interaction that you have with other people is telling your story. It's telling the story of what kind of life you lead. It's telling the story of where you place your faith. It's telling the story of where you run to when times are difficult. And that's not to put pressure on you because it shouldn't put pressure on you, but it's recognizing that actually what we do is we tell our story. We have a choice about how consciously we direct that story, about how we choose the, the things that we share, about how we choose to recognize God working in our lives. And how you respond to situations tells a story. But people don't know what you don't tell them. You know, my situation on Wednesday, I prayed in my office for a good outcome and we had a great outcome. There are people in my workplace that don't know that I prayed. They don't know that that's what I believe was the cause of the outcome. What they see is the coincidence. And they see me being positive, and that's great. But they don't know what I don't tell them. So share your story. Now, that can be a challenge, and that can be 
um, something that requires courage and requires boldness. But it's about recognizing and almost giving God the credit for what he has done and what you believe he's done. And if we do that, I believe that will help our testimony be more far-reaching, to reach more people, to impact more people, to make a difference for other people, because they can recognize that actually Christianity and and your belief and your, your faith in God is not something that is reserved for a complete and utter crisis and breakdown. It's for when you're having a tough day at work. It's for when you're struggling with the kids. It's for when you're struggling with motivation just to get out of bed. It is for those everyday experiences because God is faithful in all of those things, regardless of what the circumstance actually is. So tell your story. Share your story. But the true version, the full unabridged version, because there is power in your story. You know, you're telling your story whether you like it or not, but there is power in that true, real, unabridged version. We need to have have testimonies and stories that are told live in real time, where they are shared experiences with somebody else. You know, I'm talking to you live now, and that's different to a kind of pre-recorded, edited version. The guys at the back have no control over what I'm about to say, which may or may not make them feel uncomfortable. But it's a live, raw, unedited experience. You need to be living our lives in a live, raw, unedited fashion and sharing our testimonies and sharing our stories live, raw, and unedited. We need testimonies that are real, that are genuine, that are not dressing things up to appear more perfect than they actually were not damping down the bad experiences, not amplifying the, the, the positive experiences, but actually saying, this is what it is like to live real and genuine as a Christian in my workplace, in my context, in my family. This is what my experience is. You know, testimonies that are genuine, unedited, not perfect, not polished, but are raw and lived out live. So how do we tell that real version? How do we tell that true live experience? Because there are challenges with that. And I'm going to go through a very few quick points, just how we can tell that story in the best possible way. And the first one is start at the beginning. In the beginning, John 1, verse 1, all the way through to verse 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In the beginning, once upon a time, there was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. John's using imagery there to describe Jesus. In the beginning, there was Jesus. In the beginning of your story, there is Jesus. At the beginning of sharing your story, there is Jesus. Because Jesus is the source of strength. Jesus is the source of courage. Jesus is the source of your story, of the faithfulness of God. And so it all begins with Jesus. How do we share your story? Begin with Jesus. First part of that is you have to involve Jesus in your story. If you're living your day-to-day, everyday life without involving Jesus in it, change that. Pray constantly involve him in your story include him you will not have a story to tell others about the faithfulness of God about unanswered about sorry about answered prayer if you don't pray 
You need to involve Jesus in your story. Talk to him, pray to him, create opportunities to recognize him working in your life. Because Jesus is fantastic. He is working in your life, whether you have asked him or not, actually. But we don't give him the credit for it. We don't recognize it. And we don't give him the opportunity to work as much as he would like to, or as much as he could, when we don't actively involve him in our story. You know, the Bible talks about you, are, you have not because you don't ask for it. You know, ask your Father in heaven and he will give you the things that you ask for. Ask God to work in your life, then recognize it, and then share that experience with somebody else. That is the essence of a testimony. Not spectacular, not thunderclaps, not visions, not lightning, or none of that stuff. It is God working in your life, recognizing that he is, and then sharing that experience with somebody else. John 1 carries on to talk about John the Baptist. John the Baptist um, came prior to Jesus, was Jesus' cousin. But there was John 1, 6 to 9, says this, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. John's entire reason for being was to give witness to Jesus and to publicize Jesus working in the world. Not to stand idly by, but to tell others about it. You know, it all starts with Jesus, but also it's all about Jesus. Your testimony is all about Jesus. It's not actually about you. It's not about your experience necessarily. It's not about your day-to-day life or your struggle. It's about Jesus and about Jesus reaching people on a day-to-day basis. Because Jesus is the one who's got the ability to save people. Jesus is the one who's got the ability to reach people. Jesus is the one who has the ability to impact people around you. He is the one who can change the lives of your neighbors, of your, of your work colleagues, of your family. He is the one who heals. He is the one who transforms lives. What you're doing is simply sharing your story with them. And you know, if you struggle with this, pray. Because Jesus actually is gracious. Jesus is there for you and he is the one who can bring courage and boldness. You know, the spirit of God came to bring boldness and courage, not a spirit of timidity. To this, in sharing your story with others. So practically few simple things that you can do. If you want to share your story, first thing that you need to do, recognizing that it begins with Jesus, recognizing that it's all about Jesus, actually, all you need to do is begin. That's it. Start. Make a choice today to tell and share your story because it has to start somewhere. You know, sharing your story with people has to start somewhere. Start to share your story, even if that is just the one that happened this morning. Just the experience that you had with God this morning. If you haven't had one so far today, then pray and God will give you one by the end of the day. But you will have the opportunity to share your story. And you know, this, this is not about preaching your story. It's not standing on a platform and preaching at somebody else. 
it is about sharing your story and sharing your life with other people, involving Jesus in your situation and involving other people in your situation, living a life that is open, that is transparent, a life that demonstrates gratitude to God, that demonstrates the goodness of God, that demonstrates his love that endures forever. Let that be the common denominator of your life, of your experiences, and having that run through. Romans 12, verses 1 to 2, says this in the message translation. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God, what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it even without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. That is the kind of story that we need to share. That is the kind of story that we need to involve those around us in. One that is countercultural, one that is not sharing things because that's what everybody else does, but it's sharing them because that's the truth of how God is working in your life and in my life. So begin. And you know what? If you mess up and you have a bad day, bad week, bad year, if you're coming off a bad year or a bad decade, whatever it is, begin again. Because there is grace that is sufficient for you. You know, the past is gone. The past is done. Today is the only day that we have. The past is gone. The future is not guaranteed. The decisions that you are making here and now today are the only ones that you have control over. So whatever's gone before, begin again. And if it goes wrong in a week's time, begin again. And begin again. And begin again. You know, don't let your past define you. You have to choose today to begin again. Involve Jesus in your story. If he hasn't been involved in your story for some time, invite him back in. Invite him back into your story. If he's never been involved in your story, invite him into your life. Invite him into your personal circumstance and situation, whatever it is, because whatever you're going through, Jesus can take it and Jesus can go through it with you. He is able to do far and above and beyond what you can possibly think or imagine. So invite him in. And there'll be an opportunity, if you're watching online, there'll be an opportunity to commit your life to Jesus. And clicking that button doesn't change it. Inviting him into your heart changes you. And sharing your story changes you. Clicking that button will connect you with people who want to champion you and want to help you to engage with Jesus, who want to help you go deeper with God, who want to help you get plugged into what God has for you in your life and your circumstance. But you have to make the decision in your heart to do that. So begin. Begin again and keep going. When it's tough, keep going. When it's great, keep going. Keep sharing your story. Keep involving Jesus in it. Because none of us actually know how long our story is going to be. We don't know how many days we have. God does, but he often doesn't tell us. But we don't know how long our story is going to be. So keep going. We can keep sharing it with others while we have the opportunity. We can keep trusting in God. We can keep relying on the goodness of God 
we can still be grateful to God and we can rely on his love that endures forever. You know, tell your story, share your story live in real time. Share it with those around you. And I'm just going to pray for you. And then we're going to go um, into a time of worship. But Father, I pray for everybody watching here this morning. Father, I pray that you give them the courage to share their story. And Father, I pray that you take our stories, God, those stories that we often see as so insignificant. Father, that you take our stories, just like you took loaves and fish on the side of a mountain and multiplied it into feeding 5,000 people. Father, you take our stories that we humbly give to you and you multiply them. You multiply them and multiply them and multiply them, Father, that they reach far more people than we could have possibly thought or imagined. And Jesus, we choose this morning to live with you. And we ask you to give us the courage and the boldness to share our lives and our stories with those around us. But we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you are the God whose love endures forever. We thank you for your goodness and we praise you this morning. Amen. So we're going to go into a time of worship. Can I encourage you to not just leave it there, but to make a decision today to follow him. Make a decision today to choose to share your story with people around you. And God will use it for his glory and will use it to benefit those around you. Thank you.